0: Hey guys, Justin Ledford here and welcome to the Real Construction Owners Podcast. Today, we're going to be stepping into the solar business with Cody Booth. Whether you want to start landing $100,000 contracts or $3 million government construction contracts, the course I've created for you will give you the exact blueprints you need to succeed as a government contractor. It's a self-paced university, so you can complete all of this at the comfort of your home. It includes 33 lectures a 30-day challenge for you to win a minimum of $200,000 in contracts, a comprehensive digital manual, and exclusive access to a private online university. If you're interested, I'll leave a link down below. We'd love to have you join us. Now let's go ahead and begin by stepping into the solar business with Cody Booth. Welcome to the Real Construction Owners Podcast, where we interview real construction owners doing big things within our industry to help you go from being a stressed-out operator to an owner who's crushing it in every area of your life. Today, we have a special guest, Cody Booth, the owner of Solvita Group. This company that he has built is closing anywhere from 100 to 250 solar deals per month. If you're a roofing contractor or a contractor in general that wants to learn how to tap into the gold rush of solar, then pay close attention. Welcome Cody, how you doing honey bro? Good Justin, thanks for having me on here. Hey man, it's an honor, you know, I I found you through one of the groups and I saw that you were doing big things in the solar world. And before we go into your best processes, some of your favorite investments you've made, and some of the mistakes you've made, and then we talk about you know how epic your solar business is. I want to know your story. Tell our audience how did it all get started? What were you doing before you got into this, and what led you to the path down grabbing the opportunity with solar? So I um, I grew up in upstate New York, um, and in outside of Syracuse, and in the area that I grew up in, you don't. There's not a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, the kind of the the, the pinnacle, the, the apex of, of where you can get to in life is you know, if you get a you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollar a year job with good benefits, you buy a house, you work till you're till you're broken and then you retire. And um I ended up I, I bounced around and you know, I kind of lived the uh the, the hippie lifestyle a little bit. I was a musician and stuff like that and had I had a lot of fun. Um and then um ended up in Southern California. Um and took a job as a as a solar canvasser at the time. This would have been around 2014. Um, at the time, I didn't know anything about solar. It just kind of seemed like it was a job. They were gonna pay me 15 bucks an hour plus demission I thought that solar was hoping and it didn't work, but I'm like, whatever, these idiots are gonna pay me fifteen bucks an hour no matter what, whether I generate a sale, whether I do anything. And I was just going door to door canvassing, uh, and you know, very little training. So of course it sucked. Um it was in the Coachella Valley. It was uh, Palm Springs, 120 degrees, you know, not a great- not a, And your feet melt off. Yeah, your feet melt off. And then all the houses are built out of stucco. So you'd walk down, like, they have these, like, almost like hallways where you walk up to the door and the heat would just be radiating off these, you know, stucco house. Some people would have, you know, thermometers hang by the door and you'd look up and the sweat would be poured down your face and the thermometer would say, you know, like 136 degrees. It sucks. There's got to be a better way. And uh, I got, I w- I got sniped by another company. They, they, they came by and they're like, hey, you know, you could be making, you know, this much money if you do this. But the only difference is you got to be, it's commission only. And I'm like, at the time, you know, I didn't have kids. I wasn't married. I've got four kids now. Um, you know, I said, screw it. You know, what? I got nothing to lose. You know, at the time, 25 years old. What? What? What am I? What's good? what what bad did happen to me so I started working with them, and they taught me a lot you know they introduced me to they introduced me to to people like uh like tim Mulcahy and and tom hopkins and and all the all the sales greats and they really taught me you know how to sell and you know and and that was and that was good but what they did but what they also taught me is how to um how to not value people you know and they did, they didn't value the The people that worked for them, and it got to a point um where i I kept having all these ideas, and I'd bring them you know hey, this idea, that idea there's got to be other ways to to get clients there's got to be other ways to get customers um other than the fact that I was doing all the work and getting thirty percent of the money, I would have been fine with that if there was if there was support if we could if we could work on new ideas, but it was just they were comfortable where they were at, and I wasn't comfortable where where we were at. So uh, myself and a couple other guys started, uh, started our own door-to-door company and we had the mindset that we don't want to be on the doors forever, right? I, you know, eventually got married. My wife had two kids from, from previous. We have two more now. And I want to be at home with my family when I want to be. I want to travel when I want to be. And for guys that know door-to-door, you don't, you don't get much, you know, sure, you can take off whatever you want. But guess what happens as soon as you take off? You stop making money, right? And so we built a system with door to door, where first the idea was how do we get off the doors but create the doors so that we just get closes, right? And then how do we perfect that um, to the point where we can, um, you know, then train guys to close, and then we're off the doors in out of the out of the home, and we did that. The initial idea was to kind of try and create almost like a marketplace where we created leads through door to door, then pass them on to other, other sales organizations and stuff like that too. That never fully fleshed out. Um, part of the reason is that's not the easiest thing to do. You know, it sounds like a great idea, but you know, controlling that many people, it's not easy. And, and then, you know, the pandemic. Kind it's of kind of like lost. herding cats. Yeah. 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 So you're play you're playing a lot of whack-a-mole. Right. When, when, right. yeah, and uh, so, yeah, and then we, we got into the virtual space um, in, once the pandemic hit, and I, ever, I haven't been in the office since. It's, been- it's actually love it? <laughs> I do, do. You know, I heard from another one of my guests, and he learned this from a very wealthy man. He said, in your 20s, you need to be a sponge, just like you were. You decided, I'm going to get in this, I'm going to learn it, get into an organization, get educated, acquire skills, listen to podcasts get in and sweat and put in the work and in your 30s make a bet on yourself go all in and that's where you're at right now it sounds like and then in your 40s you get to reap the harvest and in your 50s and 60s you get to give back so kudos to you for being where you're at today so let's talk about um what you're doing now and how we're helping contractors get solar deals closed because these contractors they already selling siding. They're already selling gutters. They're already selling windows. They're already selling roofs. And now all they got to do at the end of the appointment is spark interest of, hey, have you ever considered you know saving money on your electricity bill? What are some questions that a contractor can ask a homeowner to get them interested in getting a free energy analysis? So, I I mean the 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 first thing i mean depending on the market like you know roofing for example is huge in texas right what's great about texas texas is the is the mecca of roofing right for for most companies florida florida is huge too you know prayers to everybody in florida right now with ian chasing, chasing uh, that storm yeah um but texas is really the, the the mecca of of solar so if you're in a market or sorry roofing it's turning into the mecca of solar too but if you're in a market like texas for example um it's You know, the, the pain point there is that every, every three to five years that you got to sign a new contract It's deregulated, right? Deregulated energy. What, what that means is your rates protected for a couple of years and then you sign a new contract, right? So, you know, if you want to start real basic, if you're in a market like Texas, it's, Hey, are you, are you currently out of contract with your, with your electric company? Because what a lot of these people don't realize is their contract expired. And then they just jack the rates up 60%. It's not like they turn their power off, right? Or you know, hey, how long is your how long is your uh, your existing you know electric contract in place? And then they're going to say, I don't know why. Go well, go ahead and grab your bill. And then you can just move right into getting a bill from there, really, right? Because you know their contracts expire every couple years, right? And who wouldn't love a cheaper price for power that's fixed? Right for 25 years. Who wants to negotiate a a, a new energy price every three to five years? That's so always higher than the previous three to five years. If you're in a market like California with power prices that are four times the national average, you just you just take it an extra two by four and you hit the homeowner over the head if they don't have solar and you ask why. That's the best. No, uh, in in California, I mean it's such a no-brainer. Uh, one of the ways that. Did, um, that I've seen it done before. Offer them a discount. Offer them. Everybody loves the offered. Everybody loves $500 gift card or, or a $200 gift card. What we've learned is the amount it doesn't matter. People just like stuff, right? We'll give you, you know, I've noticed, you know, you own the house, beautiful house. You know, it's it's nice and cool in here. Thank you. Thank you for, for keeping the, the AC on for us. It's It's been hot outside. Um, you guys must get some some ridiculously high electric bills here, being that you're in California and you have a nice, big, beautiful house. You know, Mike. Yeah, we sure my, do. It's crazy. It was $400 last month to <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, Hey, this might sound a little wild, but we, we, you know, we, we have another program. We give you a hundred dollar visa gift card as a thank you for, for review. And, uh, and if you, if you give us an electric bill and we're able to come and, and present to you, you know, the options to chop your bill by 40%, you know, you've already got that. You've already got that before, you know, yeah. and even more than that, you know, I like talking to people about you know, about dollars and not percent too, you know? Hey, we can, we saved a guy similar to you though throughout 25 years, 60 grand, you know? What would you do with an extra 60 grand? Hey, 30 minutes, $100 gift card. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. But most people like 60 grand. Yeah. yeah, that's so true, man. That's so true. Now I heard Carolina's is a great place to be pushing, uh, helping homeowners with solar as well because the federal tax credit of 30% plus the state credit, where it's like an extra twenty percent. Correct me if I'm wrong, do you have some insights on uh the benefits of solar in the Carolinas? So so I just I just moved to just moved to Greenville, South Carolina, and they've got uh we've got a twenty five percent state yeah. in here. Um I haven't uh haven't, haven't started coming launched it yet. Uh could be we'll one of the one of the nice things about um one of the nice things about South Carolina look most people have Duke, and Duke was a very, very forward-friendly uh, utility. Uh, so it's, it's just starting off here. The power prices aren't high, but the sun hours are good, and the, uh, and the incentives are good. But people, people use a lot of power because power's been so cheap here for so long that people don't really pay attention to how much they consume here. Uh, I've noticed it myself. We use a lot more power now that we moved here. So I look, I'm like, paying 13 cents. I just left California where it's 50 cents per kilowatt hour so everybody here the systems are big the savings aren't huge it's a growing area and you know as they expand they grow the grid inflation the cost of everything goes up so to me markets like South Carolina and North Carolina are really going to be kind of sweet don't tell anyone they're going to be the sweet spots for the next couple years. yeah 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 hey man I went to North Carolina went to the Hatteras Islands we did uh, windsurfing and surfing dude it places awesome it's a little boom town out there. It's really yeah, nice. I like it. I love it. It's 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 slower, slower pace of pace of life. I, I can I still can, you know, I travel. I I was in um Miami uh, about a week and a half ago and I had it to Dallas tomorrow morning at five AM. Uh, I like I like the East Coast. I grew up in upstate New York. Um and I wanna get back to the East Coast. My family's still there, but I don't want winter for six months. Yeah. Um so uh, the nice thing about being on the East Coast versus, you know, California is um, East Coast, you can go on a road trip. You don't even take the family and go up to the mountains, go on a road trip. California, you think you're going to go on a road trip and then you go to a traffic jam. So. Uh, yeah. And the small did like honk, honk, honk. Yeah. You know, if, and it was crazy, especially at once lockdown lifted, you know, lifted and everything. It was like going to the grocery store was stressful. Everybody was just out and about, you know, and we lived by the beach and it was nice living in Orange County and all that. Don't get me wrong, but it was like, I forgot how much I hated crowds, people It everything was stressful. You know, it's just like, I was meeting, a fr- I dropped the kids off of school this morning. I was meeting a friend of mine for breakfast and I knew where I was going and I just zoned out and got lost. And I'm like, oh, I'm on some random country road. I'll figure out where I'm going. You know, there's just no, yeah, yeah. I feel like you do. that's why I'm in Central America. Like there's, everything's tranquilo and peaceful. So good for you, man. I'm glad that you're in that vibe of like, let's just chill and, and help. I love it. So before we, before we dive into like the goods, I want to ask you some personal questions because your company is killing it. We're, you know, you're know you selling 150 to 250 solar deals a month. With that, what are some things you're investing in? Uh, An investment that has surprised you? So right now, honestly, outside of my business, nothing, nothing yet. Uh, I've got some, some, some things that, I, that I'm going to be doing. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, a guy named Bennett Maxwell, who runs uh, a company called dirty dough. They're a cookie franchise. Now he he does, he does a lot of podcasts too. So, um, him and I do a lot of the same podcasts. Um, but I right now I've got rights to three of those. And so within the next year I'll be open and hopefully all three of those in the Las Vegas market. And then once he's on the East coast, I'll be doing some out, out here in, in South Carolina. But right now, pretty much, both my main focus is growing is growing my, my current businesses. Um, when we started Solvida, again, it was during the during the pandemic. We took uh, and this has happened multiple times throughout you know throughout running uh, my own solar business. Uh, we took most of what we had and put it into into our model to really try and blow it up and and bet on you know bet on ourselves and you know it was they won and so now we're now we're looking at you know continuing to expand get into you know my my end goal is you know i'd like to get to 500 500 accounts a month that'd be yeah, that's, that's money, the bro that's that's the entire it, it's a it's a it's a big target right and sometimes it seems unreasonable um but you know with the help of you know Collaborating with other organizations and things like that, it's possible. You know, I, I used to believe that it had to be all me, it had to be all me. And now that's so stupid. Yeah. You know, it collaborate to dominate, collaborate to dominate. Check out Who Not How by Dan Sullivan if you haven't already. Uh, that is about finding the who's that can help you get your how done. Love it. So, Cody, let's talk about masterminds. You're obviously into personal growth and what. What would you say masterminds have done for more success, and for the trajectory of, of your business? So tomorrow morning, I'm actually flying out to meet with meet with my main mastermind group out in out in Dallas, and I've only been in that group for about four or five months, maybe six months, and it's really it's just blown on my network. Um, yeah, it's it's been awesome, and I. I'm not, we all think we're unique, right? Um, going into the mastermind, you know, I thought everybody was going to be a lot different than me. And, you know, I'm, I'm more into music. You know, I go see a lot of concerts. I'm into um, a band called Fish. Most people in the entrepreneur space aren't into the Grateful Dead and fish. Um, you don't, you don't get that. You must have had some vengeance. Must have had <laughs> some I've been. had some vengeance. Uh, Man, you need to come down here to envision. major thing, big thing in Central America or it's a big... In Costa Rica, right? Yeah, yeah. I think my brother. My brother worked for New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, and I, I believe. Yeah, I know he worked at a festival this year in Costa Rica, and I believe it was the Vision Festival. So he's a uh, production manager. So, maybe 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 next year. And uh, oh, would you say masterminds have greatly impacted the trajectory of your know, success massively? And I'm just starting to kind of tap into that. You know, I've got some some meetings tomorrow meetings outside of the meetings with some guys for the, I'm going to be collaborating with Um, it's opened my world. I've done probably 10 podcasts in the last two months and most of them have come from that. And then from those podcasts have come, you know, collaborations and clients and it's been, you know, you pay to play. And, and so I guess that's probably been the best investment outside of investing in myself has been investing in masterminds. It's not cheap. I mean, as a, as a, as a company, you know, myself and my partners invest five, more than five, you know, five figures a month into masterminds and, and, but it pays, it pays for itself. And, and it hasn't even really financially, I'm not even talking about finance, just long term, right? Like, let's say solar goes away tomorrow, right? If you'd asked me a year ago, solar goes away tomorrow. Are you, are you scared? I'd be like, a little bit solar goes away tomorrow. It's not good. Like, like the skills you learn, you can't take them. And the skills I've learned in the network that I have now, I'm fine, yeah, and that's yeah. that's a nice feeling. It's an extra layer of you know the freedom that we're all searching for. So, for these contractors who are looking to implement solar, list out a few of the benefits of what solar has done for you in your life. So, for me, it's I mean it's it's given me I, I would say it's given me a life beyond my wildest dreams. You know, I do. What I want, when I want, I work from where I want to, uh, and it's allowed me to, you know, collaborate and meet people that I never would have met. You know, people that are very different for me, people that have different belief systems than me, different interests than me, and we we have this this common this, this commonality now, and it, it's it's really brought my, you know, I, I didn't know that a life like this was possible, and it sounds so corny, but like. It's the little things for me, you know, this past weekend, um, you know, I, I live in South Carolina now, my buddy calls me up and says, Hey, do you want to go to the Carolina Panthers football game? You know, I asked the kids, Hey, do you want to go to the Panthers football game? Sure. Two hours later, we're sitting out the 50 yard line of the game. You know, I never thought that life was, was possible, you know? So that's the weekend before I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan. I was in Miami for the Bills game. Great seats. Go, went to a Michelin star restaurant after had a fine way, you know, and that stuffs, you know, you know, that stuff is, that stuff is the cherry on top. You know, that's not the most important. The most important is, you know, when we're off this podcast, you know, and, and my wife gets back and picks up the kids from school, they're going to come burst in the office and give me a big hug. And if I feel like taking to the park, then that's what I'm going to do. Yep. Yep. Freedom, freedom, time freedom. That's what it's all about right there. So what's an expensive lesson you've learned? Ooh, that easy is never easy. Uh, we have done some, um, We've done some partnerships with some people in the past because it was, it seemed easy. And hey, they've already got this sales team. We don't really know them that well. We've, and then let's just burst it in this new market and not get to know them that well. And let's just give them 20 leads a day that cost us money and then have them both close them, right? And not get to know their team and, and just just rush into things. And then um, there's on the, the unfortunate side is there's some, there's some greed when you do that. And people are, uh, what I've learned is, I think very, you know, I I, I try and think for for today, right? I try and stay in the moment, stay in today. But I also think, where can we go and what can we do? You know, I don't look at, if I'm gonna partner with somebody, like my business partners now, some of the very first people I met in solar eight years ago, right? I I want to, you know, the same, I've been aligned with the same people since I got into solar, because we have, you know, and not everyone, you know, I've seen a lot of companies go out of business, a lot of people quit the industry. A lot of people get burned and uh, you know, not everybody thinks like that. And so the biggest mistake I made is, is doing collaborations with people who either their organization doesn't look at things long-term or their, or their reps now. And so we've been burned by, you know, you say, you know, you get, even if you give a rep 50% of the deal, there's still a lot of greedy reps out there that say, well, if I put it into this company over here and take a hundred percent, they'll never know. And that's happened, unfortunately. The worst time. So that's been, so my oh, partner, Manny, business partner, Manny and I always say, you know, easy is never easy. Every time something has seemed like, God, that's going to be so easy. They, they've got a team, we don't, we trust, yeah, we trust them. Yeah, yeah, sure. Every time we've ever thought that anything was going to be super easy, it never was. And it's always cost us money. But that's some powerful, powerful, wise words right there, brother. Dropping some bombs, straight up. So let's talk about how you're generating your business. What are tactics, techniques, strategies that is enabling your company to close so many deals? So we we have the we we still have a a small you know door to door branch. Um, I don't spend as much time on that because it's not really not really my favorite thing. Um, I haven't knocked a door and well, I did. Uh, a buddy of mine was in LA about six months ago and I did, I did go knock some doors for fun and then after a day, I, oh, I was nostalgic. I'm Not going to do that anymore. Yeah. That was that was fun. Uh, we actually knocked doors in Compton in the equestrian area of Compton, which there's horses in Compton, and so I got some cool videos with some cool uh, some cool horses in Compton, and uh, went back about my life. <laughs> um, but we do we we, we partner. I've I've got a buddy of mine who, who owns a, uh, a a Facebook and YouTube marketing company. They I think they dabble in TikTok and Instagram now, um, and so we we get leads from them. Uh, referrals are huge. Um, even though I haven't, you know, personally sold in the last couple of years, I still, I get, I have referral chains that are six, seven, eight years long. Um, now most of the time, um, because that is added time working. Right. And I'd like to have family time. I usually pass those on to, to, to one of my reps and let them, you know, here's, here you go. Here's a freebie, you know, so I know they're going to take care of them. You know, they're an internal rep and they're going to, they're going to sell the way I would sell. Um, and, and then we, we do do some cold calling and, in age, and age data and stuff like that. I would say the majority majority of our, our business comes from that. How are you scaling your business? So right now, uh the the one one of the main ways is we're able to everybody outside of the of the closer works virtually. Our project management team, our our setters, our openers, and then we have some some virtual we have virtual closers too. So um and then our strong suit is our strong middle. So right now, um you know, two, two of my partners are in, in Vegas right now as I'm yammering away. They're hard at work um, building out a, an office there, which is going to be full of people that are going to be, you know, virtual setters and, and virtual closers or basically what I would call like a closing assistant. Um, one of the models that we've used in the past that works really well is you have somebody in an office that's trained up really well to sell. And you can send uh, you can send somebody with without as much knowledge and to basically get, the necessary pictures, things like that. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier. We've actually done that model uh, where it's almost like you take somebody who's like a notary or something like that. You send them into a house and their job is just to be Vanna White, you know? da And then the person the person who's really the salesperson is on is on a video chat with them. Yep. And so that that's allowed it so we can be like we can be like an accordion. We can be as big or small as we want to and run lean because when you run, you know, internationally or you run even nationally, right? Like a hundred thousand dollars in California a year gets you section eight. A hundred thousand dollars a year in Alabama gets you a mansion. No offense to anybody from Alabama or no offense to anybody on section eight in California. It just is what it is. I don't make the rules, you know? So when you have that that flexibility, you know, that's what allows us to grow and continue to grow. In putting this, having this center in, in Vegas, um, you got great salespeople in Las Vegas. Yeah, great. He's trying to get you to come in their hotels. They're dang good. Of course. Yeah, those timeshare <laughs> sure. people. Well, Timeshare's are grind-up, so, you know, everybody needs, you know, it's just as long to get, you know, get those people to focus and keep them a little bit sober. Yeah, right. I remember one time in my early days, of sales, I was at Hawaii's somewhere, and these tax show people are like, hey, they're dang good sales. I wonder what kind of commission these guys make. I almost bought one. They almost get you every. I, I got to the point one time. I started. I was like, you know what? And I'm like, wait a second. Take this. Crap. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even own this thing. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the last book you've read, cover to cover? That is awesome. You could recommend. So I'm 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 not gonna lie. I'm not a huge I'm not a huge reader. I got I got a little ADHD going on, and so I'm I'm more of a podcast guy. But my go to that I always uh, go back to is Miracle of Mindfulness from. Uh, I don't know if I say his name right. Hitch not Han, he was a Buddhist monk. Did I say that right? You looking at I'll, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> I said it perfectly then. Uh, if you don't know that, then- <laughs> so um, that book um, is is a book that I've read front to back a lot of times, and then you know when I'm having a you know a moment, I'll go back and just read it. It's full of little lessons, right? And it's all essentially revolves around staying in the moment, you know, rather than the mindset of I have to do this. It's like, I get to do this. Which is uh, uh a big it resonates with me. Um I won't go into it too much, but I'm in recovery too. I don't drink or drug. Uh there was a time where I did. So, you know, that's it's very much important for me to stay in the moment, take things one moment at a time, and that book is is very uh beneficial, especially is in the sales world. Isn't recovery awesome? I'm also in that and it's just like it feels so good to be clean and focused on your family, focused on doing good and not having chains pull at you. You know I, I love that you're you're on that path because it's an oval path and you know we gotta we gotta do what's right for our family and our friends and, and our business and we don't need to have pull on us and it you know holding us in chain so it's not getting any better out there so you know oh, we gotta be warriors we gotta be leaders gladiators for our little kids you know yeah there, it's a jumble out there so what's the best process in your business that you're most proud of Best process I would say the way that we train closers, you know, because we have a, the the way that we train closers is based on, it's based on psychology, but it's also based on logic, right? Uh, what we, what I've learned and what a lot of people have learned, you know, all throughout the sales world is when somebody buys solar, for example, right? They don't care what the racking is. They don't care what, they, they really don't care what kind of panel it is right? You obviously want to give them good equipment, right? This is all assuming to yourself that you're, that you're an ethical salesperson that's selling good equipment and doing a good job, right? People don't, if people trust you, then they don't care about them because they trust you. They know they have that belief that, that you're going to take care of them. And the way that we, you know, I'm able, and we're able to take guys off the street from no solar experience, even no sales experience to in, within three days, if I give you three closes to say you're going to close one. And you're going to close it the right way. And you're going to set the right expectations. Um, and so I would say the process to be trained closers and that I don't call it a script. I call it a flow because it should flow. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't sound like a robot. But everything is, everything in that flow is based on psychology and getting the person, getting you comfortable, right? The, the, in, in the beginning of the flow, I, I put, I even put it in the notes. When you get to a home, it doesn't matter if it's your first home or your thousandth home, you're going to have butterflies. If not, it might be a little bit of a sociopath, right? So you're going to have those butterflies. So it's about, it's about, you know, guess what? So is the homeowner, right? So the, the intro is geared towards relaxing you and relaxing the homeowner, because if you can both be relaxed and you connect as humans, and if you can connect as humans, you can give them the real shit, give them it, give it to them reveal. it's a no brainer. I think that's, I'm very proud that time and time again, we've hired somebody brand new of no experience. And in the first day they go. The first day they go to close is they close deals and they're like, wow, this works. And it's like, you know, and but you tell but you, but you always tell them, no, you did the work. Good job. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. And then two weeks later, after, what's, what's a key attribute, uh, being a good leader that you'd say that you and your partners have that you could share with our contractors who are trying to grow a strong culture? Sure. Uh, I would say just being real, you know, and deeper than that, the viewing people is, is, As human beings and not as, you know, not as a commodity, viewing them as, you know, I I think what makes a strong leader is not treating everyone equally. And what I mean by that is, let's say we, let's say you work for me, right? And I don't mean cater to everybody's little whiny, you know, temper tantrums, but you as a person may be somebody that reacts well to, you know, tough love. Like, you might be the kind of person where I can call up and be like, dude, what the hell is going on? You suck lately, blah, 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 right? But I might be completely different. I might be, I might be a little softer. I, that might make me cry, right? And, you know, some people will say, you know, to hire for, you know, hire specific people. But I, I think, you know, having people that are, are different is good because not every homeowner wants, you know, you might go cl- try and close somebody and shut it down and I might have met that within the day before and they hated me, right? So it's important to have in sales, it's important to have all different kinds of people with all different kinds of personalities, right? Some people like the, the sleazy salesman look that comes in, you know, looking like, hey, how you doing with the grease back there, you know, in the, in the cheap suit. Some people like that stuff. I don't know. my You know, my grandparents probably like that stuff. They still buy cars from people that look like that, you know? Uh, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people like somebody more laid back so i think what makes a really strong leader is is being able to connect with everybody be able to be able to meet them where they're at right and understanding that i can't just treat everybody equal because well we're not all at the same spot in life we don't all have the same capacity you can beat on me a lot more than you can somebody else who isn't sure if they're good at this yet right like you could come at me and be like dude you suck this what this that, that is and, you know, if there's some validity to it, I can sit back and go, all right, you're right. Let's make some changes. I'm a, I'm a fast thinker when it comes to problem solving, we'll get there. If I go do, do that to somebody who's a new rat, who's, you know, feeling unsure about themselves because they missed on their last three, right? well, what am I trying to accomplish? Because That's, if it, if it's to uplift and get the best out of them with that person, it might not, you know, might just demoralize them. And you might lose somebody who in the future could be, you know, a big asset to your team. Maybe they're, they're a future leader, but you know you're trying to treat everybody equal and yell at everybody equally or whatever maybe i mean it's it's so different i I look at i love sports so i look at it as sports like you don't if you're if you're a quarterback you don't train a diet the same way uh an offensive lineman does so why would you so if you would treat your body different for different rules why would you treat minds differently for you know why wouldn't you treat minds differently and so that that's been the biggest thing you know one of the one of the biggest lessons i've learned it and i think that's what's you know, helped me. Some people like to be micromanaged. Some people want to be left alone. And it's figuring out And you you know what, you know what the, you know, I didn't always know how to, how to figure that out. You know, the best way to do it is, ask them. How do you want to be managed? Yeah, ask them, what what motivates you? What doesn't motivate you? Why doesn't it motivate you? Why doesn't motivate you? Ask people, you know what, what I've found is people are so stoked that they feel heard. They feel so stoked that you care, right? Like, and, that, and that's just the beginning. And I, I, I think that's, that's huge. And again, like I said, I'm not saying, like, I get guys that are constantly throwing temper tantrums, things like that, you know, I've had, there's certain guys I've had before, girls that I've had before the book haul. And whenever the phone rings, I know they're calling a bitch. And if that's what they're calling to do, eventually I have to let them know, did you only call me to complain. Don't call me for a week and complain. Yeah, yeah. So I got two final questions for you. I want yeah. to you to talk to us about, <clears throat> different positions within your company, how your company is structured. Because there's a lot of contractors here who they're just a solopreneur or they're wearing all their hats. They haven't figured out how to become the owner. They're still an operator. Talk to us, to those people who are who are trying to become that owner and put the right key people in place. What are your positions you have and what do they do? So I'm glad you brought that up because we're actually, uh, we just hired a uh, uh a company to help us find a, uh, a COO uh, because we realized that after all these years, we are sales guys and operations are our strong suit. We can generate, we can start big fires. You know, we can generate a lot of business organizationally. I mean, I don't know if you can see too much of my office behind I me. Mean, I hope you can't see the, I got, I got a pile of stuff and boxes hidden. I hope they're nice and hidden. Uh, no. no, and, um, so, behind your chair. They're hiding behind your chair. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so what I do is, is, uh, one of my partners, he calls, he, he says, I'm the diplomat on the group and I keep everybody from, from killing each other. Uh, and you know, we've got w- within that, we've got, um, so I've got, I've got I've got a partner named Shane. He's much more, uh, he's much more analytical. He's not going to be the one to be, to, to be hyper creative all the time, but he, um, he helped he, he linked up with a, uh, with a, basically a web designer guy and built out a, a we have a proprietary, uh, software that, that we use as our CRM. And so he helped, he helped to develop that. He kind of helps to keep things moving in, in that, that tech allows for easier project management stuff. So he's, he's involved with the project management, but more on the making sure that everything runs well, the IP, APIs work properly and, and things like that. And then, um, Manny, who's the other partner, he's more of the um, we calling. The, he's the energy guy. He gets he does the trainings with the guys, uh, with mostly with the openers because that's you know that's the crappiest job you know as far as mindset. So he does a great job of getting everybody fired up. And then and then uh, then we kind of collaborate on the uh, on the closing training and in and, and team building like that. which we, we stay very active in in our company chats. You know every time somebody closed the deal things like that yeah everybody's got a couple seconds to send a text and then we recently brought in um our partner complete who does our installations uh, a gentleman that was worked worked there for a long time named james fernandez he uh, he helped build out their retention department there and then he also helped build out their roof their their roofing company and so he was basically built the roofing company from scratch there um, he wanted to leave the corporate world um, so he took some time off from work, focused on his master's degree. And now he wanted to get back into work. So it's been kind of cool having him because he comes from the ops side of things. And, um, it's nice because he, he was at complete solar for eight years. And so now we're even more, you know, synced out, which, which makes it very, uh, very convenient and, and it makes life a lot less stressful. So, um, that's kind of the structure. What we've realized to get where we want to go, we're going to need another guy like him, you know. And so that's what we're working on right now, uh, because of the path what we've done is we say, okay, you know, everything's kind of running smooth. Let's get really big, and then, and what's the point of selling two hundred fifty jobs if you can only if you're only built out to manage one hundred twenty, right? Right. True that. So finally, what would you say is key principles? that contractors can implement to build a strong culture, things they can do, little tactics, implementable. Little tactics, stay present and, and stay seen, right? Every time I've, I've one, of the, one of the mistakes that I've made is things, uh, I was talking to, to one of my partners recently about this. Um, there's a big difference between something that runs by itself and something that pretty much runs by itself right? Something that runs by itself, you don't have to look at it at all. Something that pretty much runs by itself means that if you look away for a a few weeks, it's going to crash and burn. So, you know, just staying present and staying seen, your people knowing that you're there, right? Whether they need you or not, you know, for the most part, you know, most of my days is, is spent coming up with creative ideas to, to grow, to expand, to to make things better. it doesn't. The The amount of interaction I have to do with my people, most days, the guys that work for me is a couple of texts here and there. Hey, great job on that. Hey, you killed it, right? And I I, I made a mistake before and thought, oh, I'm gonna do that and that's a waste of my time. Those 30 seconds are a waste of my time, right? And guess what happened? After like two months of that, our production went down and guys are like, the culture sucks. Never. And so I would say, just staying, staying present, and staying seen is goes a long way. And it, those are two, you know, almost the same thing, with two very basic principles. Um, because nobody likes to feel like they're just a, just an asset, right? And we all like to feel like like, you know, even if you don't like them. But I would also say, don't hire people that you don't like. You know, buddy, this has been fun, man. You know, today we discussed how your company's crushing it and the solar sales side of things. And we have a special offer for our audience. If you're a contractor that's trying to figure out how to sell solar. We got you. You're already in front of homeowners. Just reach out to us. We have a system where you just schedule the appointment. And we close it for you and you get nice overrides. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, Cody, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? So, so, the best way is you can send me you can send me an email. Don't don't sign me up for insurance posts, though. Uh, it's c at go It's s y m b i o dot com. And then uh, I'm I'm pretty active on Instagram. Uh, I kept my I kept my page private because there's a lot of bots on there. I hate getting posts blown up by bots. Uh, but my on Instagram I'm Cody underscore booth underscore three one five. And that's uh, that's a really good way to get, to get a hold of me. That that'd be the preferred way, because uh, I'm always at not on Instagram all the time. How often are you on Instagram, Dustin? Honestly, I don't get on any of this stuff. I have unbelievable. I, I have my admins, you know, handle it all for me. Heck no. You well, you're smarter than me. Well, um, you know what? You're you're doing something right. So that's why I'm here taking notes for you. So all good. And so totally, thank you so much for being on the call today. Real construction on. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, you, Chef. Drop me a comment below and let me know how that was. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you're interested in growing your construction business faster and learning how to double your construction company using government construction contracts. I'll have that link down below. I hope you can join me. Until next time, see you then.